Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Multidimensional Journey YouTube channel and the podcast. I am so excited to be here. I have taken quite the break. I've taken almost a month, a month and a half off. I've been doing less content, and it's because I've been cranking out other courses for you, other workshops. So I'm really excited to be back today with you, and we're going to be talking about some exciting things, including setting intentions for your upcoming ayahuasca ceremony. And we're going to, you know, get really specific and I'm going to take you through some exercises that are really going to be helpful for you. Um, but first I wanted to make sure that you knew about my new ayahuasca integration course. It goes over the afterglow phase, tons of skills and tools to navigate the ups and downs of the integration phase, tons of twists and turns in integration, unexpected emotions. We're, you know, uprooting a lot of grief, shifting our identities, and it can be quite uncomfortable at times, right? So in the course, I take you through mindfulness, breathwork, somatic experiencing, uh, some parts work, and also EMDR, tons of skills um, to really help navigate whatever it is that you were seeking with the ayahuasca originally. Uh, and then there's also a Facebook community companion that goes with that. So as you go throughout the course, you can just pop into the Facebook community, ask your questions. And um, yeah, so really, really awesome. So without further ado, let's get into setting some intentions for your upcoming ayahuasca journey. Um, maybe, whether it's your first time, whether it's way, way far in the future, you're definitely going to get something out of today. So one of the things that I really promote and I talk about, which is very different from other people that I've talked to in the ayahuasca community, psychedelics, non-ordinary states of consciousness, is being specific about your intention. And a lot of people say, like, you just want to go in general, you know, don't, don't try to hang on too tight. So kind of I'll share why setting specific intentions is really, really helpful. So when you are specific, and we'll go over some examples here too. So when you are specific, you or me or anybody else, um, with anything, by the way, it doesn't matter if it's setting intentions with ayahuasca or something else, but today we're talking about setting intentions with ayahuasca, there's something that begins to happen in your memory network, in your subconscious, and everything that you're manifesting internally and externally. And when we're more specific, it starts setting up our subconscious mind and our memory network, and it's really slowly giving ourselves permission to go deeper. So when we're general, um, when we're vague, this is kind of a way to put up some walls around us to be like, you know, I don't really want to be specific. I don't really want to, you know, maybe get into some things internally. But when we're specific, we actually are more open to calling out whatever we want to work on and being deeply honest with ourselves and being humble. You know, we'll get to the fact that no matter what, it's whatever is meant to happen is going to happen. But this is really for the preparation, definitely ceremony day. And then the, the part that people usually forget about, which is the most important part, is the integration. The part that where this really matters and shows up is in your integration because you're going to come back to your specific intentions. Of course, we can't control everything that happens in ayahuasca land, although my philosophy definitely uh, approaches things as we can heavily influence them right? Through our set setting and dosage. And a part of our set is our intention, which is also a part of our setting, by the way, just really quick here. You know, the more specific we are about our intentions, that's inevitably going to show and tell us what kind of environment or setting do I really need to fulfill my intention? If I personally feel, if I want to go work on my social anxiety that was more than likely imprinted from childhood, right? And I want to work on maybe some of my imprinting from my parents. I might not want to go 
you know, jump into a ceremony of 30 plus people, especially if I have social anxiety, right? So anyway, I'm being kind of funny, but let's kind of get back to the setting the intention. So, so it's really setting us up to go deep within and the practices and the things that we'll be doing that we'll be engaging in in the weeks to uh, weeks, months, year, however long you're prepping for, it's all kind of setting things up. So like I said, I was going to share some examples. So a vague or a general intention would be, I want to heal. Okay. Which is very common for people, you know, including myself, by the way, it's not like I, I haven't used general intentions before. Um, so a general intention is I want to heal. But if we, so I always say, take that three layers deeper. So just keep going deeper with it. So if I'm, if I'm with somebody and that's what they tell me, I'd be like, I'm curious about that. What do you mean by that? Right? Because this is the conversation that you're going to be having with ayahuasca. She's going to want to know what you want to heal. Sometimes she just takes us right to it, but just keeping in mind, it's a relationship, you know? And so, you know, for example, I want to heal the relationship with my mother. Okay. And if you did that, you know, well, not if you did that, but take that deeper. I want to heal um, the estranged relationship I have with my mother because we don't talk anymore and it really bothers me. Do you see how we're getting more honest and more contextualized? I want to heal the relationship I have with my mother because we're estranged. We don't talk. And I notice that when I interact with other females, I just close up. I, I can't really be myself in the presence of other women because I know I have unhealed things with my mother. You see how that just really, boom, like just you just get more honest with yourself. And I get it. It's uncomfortable. I think in a way it's easier to be general. It's easier to be vague because sometimes it can be uncomfortable. And I will say all this with the caveat of if that's like not your thing, if healing stuff with your mom isn't your thing, then that's okay. This, remember, this is just an example, right? But the more specific you are, it's really, like I said, it's really setting up your memory network, right? Because that's exactly what is happening when you take ayahuasca, right? It's going right into your subconscious mind and your memories, um, whether you like it or not. So ayahuasca, along with other psychedelics and non-ordinary states of consciousness, they give you a direct experience of your memory network and your nervous system. That's all like, a, yeah, we could go deeper with that, but we're just, I'm going to leave it right there. If you got questions, just post them in the comments. So so let's do another example. Um, I want to step into my power. I work I work a lot with what I'm sharing, by the way. The, the examples I'm sharing are real life examples across the board with myself and a lot of my clients and my students. Um, I want to work on stepping into my power. Okay. General, vague, like what, what does that mean? I want to work on stepping into my power as an ayahuasca facilitator. Okay, great. We're, we're getting there. I work with a lot of ayahuasca facilitators. I want to work on stepping into my power as an ayahuasca facilitator. And I really want to work on not taking on the projections of other people because when I was a child, I know for a fact that I had to be extremely hypervigilant to my environment with my parents because it was actually, you know, very chaotic and disorienting. So I noticed that my fearful inner child pops out sometimes and I really got to ground it in. How, how can I work with that? Wow. We got a whole... We got a whole nother story. We got a whole nother thing, right? So if you decide to kind of work with this, get a journal and a pen and just notice what shows up. Start off general, but just get more and more specific. And there can be more versions of that, right? You can like, you know, when you're preparing for uh, a journey, like sometimes you start off with intentions and, and they, they can shift and they can change and they can unfold, you know, especially if you're prepping for a month, 
for two months, you know, that sort of thing. So the longer, the better, I think. Don't, no rushing into ceremonies. Don't do it. I don't believe in it. <laughs> um, because really I say that because I, I know I got like some funny undertones here, but I say that because, you know, and I feel like it's good to be funny sometimes in this work because it, it really, I mean, if we all like sat around a fire, like this, this work can be so deep and sometimes like really heavy. So I think it's good to use humor. Um, but the truth is, is that, you know, ayahuasca is really calling somebody into a, a deep rebirth of themselves. So that's why we don't want to be vague. That's why don't we, we don't want to just choose anybody to sit with. That's not why we're flimsy about where we're going, right? The analogy I like to use with people is like, you got to treat it like you're birthing a child. For some reason, we treat that process like with precision, right? Um, so the same thing here, because this is this is deep work. And we know through lots of science and lots of research, we know it's not just the ayahuasca. You have to remember that. Just like it's just not the practice of, you know, seeing a therapist. It's just not the practice of, um, you know, uh, mindfulness or breath work, right? It's the set, you know, your mindset around it, you know, your setting, who you're learning from, and the influences in that setting, right? So I'm going off on a tangent here, so I'm going to get back on track. So you'll journal, you'll start off. So that's why it's important. So I'll just close that loop very quick. Um. So you want to start off general and get and get deeper, okay? So journal that out, you know, you can share that in the comments. And um, I have found this very, very helpful and so have my clients. And I'll get to the integration piece here in a second because that's where we come back to it. It's, it's a lot of um, opposing forces here, you know, because a lot of people think the way I approach setting intentions is like controlling and you're trying to control the situation. Well, that's not correct because... The moment you drink that cup, right? Me, you, anybody, we let go of expectation, right? So setting intentions is completely separate from letting go of expectations. How we believe our intention will manifest, how we think it's going to happen, whether we believe it's going to come through uh, an image, visions, emotions, sensations, right? If, if you, you know, if you've read anything or if you sat in any type of non-ordinary state of consciousness work, whether it's ayahuasca or other psychedelics, you know that there's this mysterious aspect to it. It is the unknown. There's unpredictability, right? And of course, that can be anxiety producing, but there's also um, some excitement around that or, um, you know, a call to surrender, essentially. So the letting go of expectations is really important. So we do both of those. We set very specific intentions, but we also don't cling to how we believe that is going to manifest for us. We do our part, right? We prepare adequately by following the dieta, you know, doing our daily practice of regulating our nervous system, um, you know, not eating a bunch of junk food, you know, all of these things, right? And we show up to the ceremony, right? Ready to go. We've, we've done our part. And then the rest is we let go after we drink that cup and we breathe deeply, we sit back and we surrender to the environment that we've chosen based on our intentions, right? So like I mentioned earlier, if I'm trying to work on my social anxiety, I might not want to throw my nervous system into a bunch of people around me where I'm taking a hallucinogen that's going to open me up to everyone's energies. Sounds like a nightmare, right? Um, I can already hear somebody saying like, well, wouldn't that be a good way to test the boundaries? And no, that would be a terrible idea, right? Because ayahuasca opens you up in ways that who can be quite overwhelming. So 
So, um, where was I going with this? Oh yeah. So being specific about our intentions will lead us to a setting that will be supportive to hold that experience. So we can really let go and surrender, you know? And so I'm going to talk about surrender really briefly, really quick, but so often people talk about surrender or they, or they think about it. That's a problem, right? We're thinking about surrender, <laughs> um, where surrender is actually an act of the nervous system. So the nervous system can feel safe, present, open, right? When it feels connected, and I already mentioned safe, but when it feels safe, right? That is what it means to <sighs> ah, surrender, to open up, to let go, right? And so this is a physiological step, response thing. It's not a mental thing. It's, it's not like if you tell yourself, let go, let, let go. And if your nervous system's in fight or flight, overactivated, fearful, wants to get the heck out of that room, wants to get out of the ayahuasca land, right? It's going to be very hard to surrender. That is also why I talk about titrating your dose, but that's for another time, right? Um, I didn't mention it, but I do have an upcoming workshop where we're going to go way deeper into all of this. So if you want to join us January 17th and 18th, 2024 from 8 to 9.30 a.m. Arizona time. I will leave the link down below to register. So where are we going with this? Okay, yeah, setting your intentions, all these things, sets you up for the setting you want. You you get the point. So um, I think that the last thing I might mention or a couple, a couple other things I might mention. So we're going to go deeper into this in the ayahuasca preparation workshop. But other than setting your own intentions, you kind of lay that out. Once you get very specific intentions, I recommend or encourage or invite you to, we want to use permissible language around here, um, to take that information and to write a letter to ayahuasca. So dear ayahuasca, you know, I come to you humbly and open as a student and I'm seeking guidance, assistance, and revelations around these following intentions. And then you kind of go into them. And I would really like if you could approach me gently with love. Um, please don't be too hard on me. You can make requests, you know, like um, I can't promise your request will always be met. But I, I do find that oftentimes it's good to realize that you have boundaries in the ayahuasca space. And that also comes with not just being really um that comes with titrating your dose. So we we'll talk more about that in the workshop because how do I explain it? Um, so when you take a large dose blindly, you're kind of giving up your power. You're giving up your boundaries, right? In a way that is pr actually probably not helpful. I'll be, I'm going to be bold here. I'm going to be bold because, you know, I know a lot of time large do doses are glorified. Um, and I've taken large doses in my life and they've turned out fantastically, by the way. But I really think it's important that, you know, in my opinion, large doses or larger doses um, are reserved for settings where someone has built a deep relationship with their sitter and facilitator. They're very familiar with the setting. They've gone back to it over and over again. So there's some predictability in the space. Once again, this is all about the nervous system. So of course we feel a little bit more room to expand with the dose. The nervous system feels ready to expand. Not too fast, not too soon, not too quick, because, you know, once again, wanting to prevent overwhelm. I keep getting off track, guys, so I'm going to come back again. So um, so we write a letter to ayahuasca with what we desire, and this also helps start to build 
that conversation or that two-way relationship and communication with ayahuasca. Ayahuasca indeed is a plant spirit. Ayahuasca indeed has a consciousness. You have experienced it or you will experience it once you are in the ayahuasca space. I guess I can't speak for everyone, but for most people, there becomes a two-way dialogue between you know, the ayahuasca plant consciousness and you. And it's a, uh, it's pretty amazing, you know, whether that's through images, emotions, sensations, actual words, it's very, it's very different for everybody. Um, but essentially it's a relationship. And really in, in this relationship, we really do want to come as humble students, checking our ego at the door, right? We don't know everything. We're here to learn. We're here to grow. Please show me. This is the best way to approach the, this this path, I believe. Um, and yeah, so the letter really helps solidify kind of that relationship and starting to get in tune with that. So the last but not least thing I wanted to talk about has to do with setting intentions is really just beginning to feel into what are your um, needs, preferences um, in terms of your setting. Okay. And this is very, this is very in alignment with once again, your intentions. So say someone's, um, I mean, this can go both ways, by the way. So this, this is why I really emphasize that it's not just the ayahuasca, right? It's, it's like so confusing for some people because the thing is, is like, remember you're with your facilitator or wherever you're going or whoever you're sitting with, there's the potentiality for a lot of what we call in therapy land, coaching land, anyone who's doing this work basically of counter-transference. And so let's just say like, I really wanted to go work on challenges I have with my father or my brothers, male embodied individual, right? I might want to choose, I might want to consciously choose a male embodied facilitator that I feel really comfortable with because that's how that's that counter-transference or even that corrective experience. A corrective experience is when maybe you have a belief system inside or a part of you has a belief system inside that men are unsafe. Example, you know, for all you folks who um, don't like to be genderized, I'm, I'm definitely not trying to be disrespectful. So I, you know, just please keep that in mind. I'm just sharing examples. Um, I don't feel safe with males. Um, and maybe this particular facilitator you feel very safe with. So it, there's there's potentially some good uh, counter-transference that can be had and a good corrective experience. Um, so this is what I'm getting at. You know, do you want do you want a facilitator with a certain type of training? You know, do you want someone who maybe like you require like, hey, do you know CPR? Like if something goes wrong, like what are you going to do? <laughs> These are really good questions, you know. Um, can, you know, can, are you trauma informed? Like, are you familiar with, um, you know, how to create a trauma informed space by using permissible language, not pushing your ideology onto me or your belief systems, allowing me to co-create the space, you know, things like that. Um there's like so many. So I'm like trying to rack my brain. So let's just call, let's just call the part. Okay. Polly, the participant, that's what we will name her. So Polly, the participant is on a journey. I feel like I'm starting to get very theatrical is on a journey and she wants to heal her inner child wounds from her family of origin. She really wants to touch the essence of her true self Polly has done therapy. She's even done therapy. She's even done EMDR. She's done some 12-step work. She knows that so far, a lot of her healing, although cathartic with the EMDR, it's been quite intellectual. There's something deep inside of her that's saying, there's more, but I just, I can't access it. There's more inside, but I don't know how to get to it. 
So she found out about ayahuasca. And um, she's like, I would really like to actually build a relationship with a facilitator. Polly's very big on that. She ain't going to sit with just no Joe Schmo. She wants someone to actually get to know her. And she prefers a female, preferably with the same background, who has experienced some of the same traumas as her and has healed them herself. So when they come up in the ceremony, um, whether literally or if the sitter can feel it psychically, she knows how to hold it and, you know, do some good corrective experience, holding space for cathartic releases, um, all that good stuff. So Polly is able to identify this female facilitator. She starts working with someone who was trained by um, a Western shaman. And um, she starts seeing her, she starts seeing this potential facilitator for um, psychic medium sessions. So that's kind of how they start building the relationship. She goes in about one to two times a month. They're hanging out. They're building rapport. She's She knows stuff about her that there's no way that she would know. And she gives her some tools, like how to do some meditations, how to do some breathing, how to work with your spirit guides, teaching her how to work with non-ordinary states even before the non-ordinary state is introduced through ayahuasca. And they work together for six months, way before dose day ever comes. And um, and Polly has a phenomenal experience. She is, her consciousness is blown out of the water and her intention of finding and feeling her true self is fully manifested in the ayahuasca space. So did Polly have a positive experience? I like the peas guys. You bet. You freaking bet. And if you're wondering, Polly is definitely my story. Polly is my story. And that's why I share the things that I do because it's very rare that anyone gets to work that closely with the facilitator for that long before actually stepping into the ayahuasca space. So often, you know, that rapport piece is totally missed. That's okay. You know, not everyone has to do it that way. But notice how Polly was very specific, you know, and she really did get a chance to fulfill her intentions, you know, in ways Polly never expected. Oh my gosh, whole nother podcast for that one. So, so I was, I said I was going to touch on this. We're almost at 30 minutes here. So I kind of want to wrap this up, but so really where this comes into play with setting specific intentions, being really specific about our preferences, needs, and desires. I didn't mention this in what I just shared, but other preferences would be, you know, what group size of people do you want to sit in? Is it 30 people? That's not for me. I know that's not for me. Is it 10 people? Green light for me. That is good. One-on-one, the best for me. Although I have to say I have wanted, I've been craving more small group lately. Um, also day or nighttime. I really love the morning journeys. I prefer them. Um, but early evening is best. Love to start at four o'clock, like a good, like a good senior. So these are other preferences. You know, you don't want to show up to a ceremony and, um, you know, you don't, you have like no idea what time it's starting. And then you end up drinking at like 1am. Like what, to me, that's like such a nightmare. I'm like, I don't have any energy for this experience. So you just want to be really clear about these things. Um, so moving on to the integration piece. So, right. Just think about it. We're going to go back to <laughs> Polly, positive Polly. Um, in the integration phase, man, boy. Okay. So she reached and experienced her true self for the first time in her life, probably for a good four or five hours. But what happens when she gets back home and all her default mode network starts coming back online, right? This is like a real thing that remember that ayahuasca is only planting seeds in the ceremony. I mean, in in the grand scheme of things, I know ayahuasca ceremonies sound really long, you know, six to eight hours, but if you've been carrying around a bag 
of a certain consciousness for like, I don't know, 20 plus years, it's not going to magically like, boom, it's just not going to magically go away overnight. You know, and I say this out of direct experience. I've been in, gosh, I mean, I don't know, I'm not even counting anymore, but 80 plus ayahuasca ceremonies. Um, and so, you know, and it's good because like, we're getting more educated about integration. Um, and this isn't to diminish the power of ayahuasca by any means. It's more to realize that in order to fully embody the teachings, we cannot squander our integration. We really need to like be set up for it. And that's why the end, we go back to the intentions in our integration, because the tools that I teach, if you want to check out my integration course down below, um, the mindfulness, the breath work, the parts work, the somatic experiencing, the EMDR, all of this can help you literally reach into your nervous system and your memory network and just like rebuild it in a way that you want to rebuild it, especially with the EMDR. It's a game changer. So, so the person, you know, who was looking to integrate her highest self, like, you know, she gets back home. She has no idea what integration is, right? She just comes back home and all her default patterns start coming online again. Anxiety, fear, being stuck in fight or flight, doesn't know what to do. No one told her about integration, right? <laughs> but then she but then she found the ayahuasca integration course and that really helped her out. So she was able to regulate, ground, remember, anchor her experiences that she had in the ayahuasca ceremony, bring it back into the ordinary consciousness, make it a part of her embodiment, and also continue to work on the memories um, from her upbringing that were maybe still keeping her her memory network uh, triggered online when it didn't really need to be, you know. So I hope this was good. I hope this was helpful. Um, I had fun doing it. So please pop your comments down below. And like I said, the preparation workshop will be January 17th and 18th from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. And I cannot wait to see you there. Um, my integration course is down below and I'm so happy to be back recording videos. So, so good seeing you guys and I'll see you next time. If you like this video, please give it a thumbs up it would really help. And if you listen to the podcast, be sure to give the podcast a review and I'll see you guys next time. Bye.